President Joe Biden pulls out of Afghanistan after a 20-year presence in the Middle East, and the Taliban invade almost immediately. Thousands of Americans left mercy to the terrorist regime, and a focal point within the Biden administration is formed. Let's dive into how this may change the course of foreign policy of the administration to come, as well as America's presence on the global stage as a whole. I'm Tim Shrimp, and you're listening to the All You Can Eat Shrimp Podcast. On August 13th, after Joe Biden pulls out of Afghanistan, the Taliban immediately seized on the capital city of Kabul. Within 72 hours, the whole nation of Afghanistan fell and is now under Taliban rule as I record this audio. The White House is scattering to try to control this because it came at a bad time. For some reason, everyone decided to go on vacation. President Biden went, was actually at Camp David and originally planned to address the situation Wednesday, despite the Taliban invasion happening Sunday. Press Secretary Jen Penpasky also announced going on vacation, leaving an automatic response saying she will not get back to you until a week. And Vice President Kamala Harris is nowhere to be seen. But rumors have been spreading that she has been heard saying, you're not pinning this shit on me. Joe Biden returns from Camp David on Monday to address the nation. And his speech goes about as well as you can expect. President Biden claimed that his administration prepared for every contingency. Currently, Biden plans to send in 6,000 troops back into Afghanistan. This is actually more than he was pulling out, out to begin with, so we're kind of back at square one. President Biden then blames the Afghanistan people for not being willing to fight. He did omit the fact that he pulled out all of the United States air support, which was crucial in the way we trained it the Afghani people to fight and defend the territory. In fact, Joe Biden is actually forbidding contractors from going into Afghanistan to operate on planes already there and leaving them to a great disadvantage. This is very surprising because Biden's own generals actually advised against this tactic. Biden has no excuse for this. He owns this failure. This is despite Joe Biden wanting to blame President Trump for negotiating the peace deal that he claimed tied his hands to pulling out. This is despite the Taliban already breaking many of the stipulations within the peace deal under the Biden administration. Both Donald Trump and Barack Obama wanted to end the war in Afghanistan because war is inherently unpopular. However, they both knew that they couldn't fully leave the area because that would just create a power vacuum and something needs to fill it. The truth is, America's role post-World War II was to act as military all over the world. This is why, even to this day, America still has military bases in operation in both Germany and Japan, as well as most of Europe and Asia. Most of the world sees America as the best option to squash global chaos. This is why many world leaders were very unhappy with President Trump being a very non-interventionist president. Trump focused from the mentality of peace through strength. He didn't want to send anybody into major wars, which is why despite like, the Hong Kong protests drawing so much attention, he knew he did not want a war with China. He knew that going to war with China would be a long time losing battle, very similar to what we're seeing in Afghanistan. 
which is why most of the Western leaders are currently condemning Joba Biden for pulling out in such a serendipitous manner. China has already made deals with the Taliban so they can go into Afghanistan and mine the rare metals found in Afghanistan, typically for computer parts and uh, and electric cars. As a result, China will get stronger and will have more influence on the global world. Considering many of China's human rights violations, that's bad news for the world. The more power China has, is the more dangerous the, the world could become. This decision did not help Biden's polls either. A new poll actually just came out showing that one in 10 Democrats actually regret voting for Biden now. After watching Joe Biden's speech, it's not a surprise why. After giving the speech, Joe Biden refused to take any questions and he he just left the podium and, and went back to Camp David, where he currently resides at the time of recording this podcast. Meaning we're still in the dark in how the White House respond to the situation in Afghanistan at the moment. The public's response to Biden's decision to pull out is already showing how polarized we are as a society and can give us some insight into how the next four years will go. Oh, and if Joe Biden can actually fulfill his one big promise as president. He will be a unifier. And if we're going to be honest, right now it looks like Joe Biden cannot fulfill his main promise as president. We'll look into how people are responding to this the crisis in Afghanistan and who they're blaming for it. But first, a word from my sponsor. And we are back. The first major issue people are expecting to happen as a result of Afghanistan is China will invade Taiwan. So I'm already even predicting it could happen as early as this week. And I'm a little skeptical about it being that soon, but it is a possibility. China has been acting very authoritarian. China did quickly side with the Taliban. So it is possible that seeing this shows weakness in the Biden administration and China will invade. Is it possible? Perhaps, but... In the short term, I'm going to say no. It's also highly likely that the Biden administration will become very isolationist and non-interventionist in the foreseeable future. Biden is infamous for his poor foreign policies. His most notable failure as vice president was advising against the killing of Osama bin Laden in 2010. Biden also seems to prefer focusing on social issues, because those are easier to control. When you look at how he's currently handling the vaccine distribution and the COVID-19 pandemic, it's, it's very clear that he at least had the support of mainstream audience and influencers, even on campaigns. There's also the problem that this has shown that Joe Biden will not be the unifying force he was promised. Remember, Biden's big appeal at the start of the campaign was that he was a moderate, he wanted to be a unifier as opposed to Donald Trump, who was radical and wanted to divide us. Joe Biden's response to the Afghan crisis shows that he is not going to be unifying. Almost immediately after he gave his speech and left to Camp David, social media groups on Facebook, such as Occupy Democrats, quick to frame the narrative as Joe Biden making the tough sacrifice of not wanting to be in Afghanistan anymore. 
ignoring all the travesty is that are currently going on, claiming that the only major loss was that it was purely humiliating for him, forgetting all the Afghan citizens that are being harmed as we speak from Taliban rule. They were also quick to compare the ta- Taliban to January 6th right, and quickly associating all members of the political right with the Taliban. Another fear people are beginning to have is the fear of another terrorist attack on American soil. Not only will Afghanistan now be a base of operation for the Taliban and the terrorist regime throughout the Middle East, but it is possible that intel has fallen into into the possession of the Taliban. I'm not claiming this to be the truth. I'm just saying it's a possibility. There are a lot of images of the Taliban getting control of American military equipment, so it is possible that they also got a hold of some secrets that, that were kept on the base. I don't know what, but it is a possibility. Looking at today's coverage of Biden trying to downplay the situation, it's going to show that Joe Biden will get hostile with the media. I think it's no secret that Joe Biden has a bit of a temper on him. If a person presses him enough, he will bite their head off. This was useful for him during the presidential debate between him and and Donald Trump, where he infamously say, Will you shut up, man? But that's not going to fly as easily with reporters. Kamala Harris is a little bit better on this when she was being pressed about why she never attended the bull order. She quipped, I've never been into Paris either, but you know, don't ask me that. Basically, imagine that, but way worse. That's what I'm going to expect to happen with Joe Biden. And finally, the big question people are asking is, will the Afghanistan exit give Biden reason to resign? The short answer to that is no. Well, the long answer is it's more complicated than you think. It's no doubt that uh, the failed Afghan exit is going to be used to to get more Republican control. That That's a given. But Biden is not going to be impeached, and he's definitely not going to resign. And if we're being 100% honest, I don't think Kamala Harris wants Biden to resign yet. The midterms are still two years away. She's going to wait till after that for any real talk of implementing the 25th Amendment will go into act. For listeners who don't know, the 25th Amendment basically gives uh, gives the presidential cabin power to, to vote on whether the sitting president is mentally competent enough to fulfill the role of president. Essentially, everyone who works closely with the president will vote on whether or not uh, he should step down and Kamala Harris automatically becomes president. In all honesty, I doubt this will happen anytime soon. No matter how bad Joe Biden's mental state becomes, he won't be stepping down anytime soon, at least before the midterm election. Uh, Despite it's unlikely Democrats in office will want to vote him out yet. They're going to have to look at the results of the 2022 midterms. you got to remember, the Senate is still deadlocked. So they're going to want to ensure that they actually have a majority in 2022 before they actually allow Kamala Harris to take the presidency. 
just to determine how they want to make the remainder of the presidency last. Considering how bad the Afghanistan crisis happened, we'll have to see what gets laid out in the foreseeable future. Right now, the international community is already condemning the Biden administration, especially with the Taliban already threatening with consequences if Joe Biden does not fully pull out by the end of the month. And yeah, it is very scary. They got billions of dollars of uh, American tech paid for by your taxpayer dollars. So the next terrorist attack that happens from the Taliban will be blamed squarely on Joe Biden. And in all honesty, he will deserve the blame. He left all the equipment there, the Taliban, and filled the power vacuum, and they're going to attack. Even if we do fully withdraw off from Afghanistan by the thir- August 31st deadline, because why weren't they? They're a terrorist regime. They don't give a crap. They will, despite what Nancy Pelosi claims, the Taliban does not care what their role in the international community is. Their role is to terrorize and expand their power. There's going to be a lot of chaos brewing internationally and expect some chaos to happen internally as well. Things are looking messy and it is not a good, good sign. It's also very clear that things are still evolving within the Afghanistan situation. Every day I try to follow the news to keep up with the story and it keeps on shifting and and usually for the worst for the Biden administration. And it's going to be a very shifting situation for months, maybe even years, depending how well the Taliban can plan out an act of terror. It's also clear that the tension we experienced throughout the Trump administration may be here to stay based on how quickly people devolved into partisan squabbles. In all honesty, we will see many foreign crises within the foreseeable future as a result of this. So be ready for more international strife. So much so that the narrative on COVID and vaccinations will go away, which will be the worst thing for the Biden administration. Right now, the situation with COVID and the vaccine are Biden's bread and butter. The more the news focuses on that, the better he will look. The more they focus on anything else, the worse he will look. I would definitely recommend saving this podcast and coming back to it for a foreseeable future based on how quickly things evolve. You have been listening to the All You Can Eat Shrimp podcast. I'm your host, Tim Shrimp, and I hope you had your fill.